Number one, genomic instability. Number two, telomere attrition. <laughs> Number three, epigenetic alterations. Number four, loss of proteostasis. <laughs> Number five, deregulated nutrient sensing. Number six, mitochondrial dysfunction. Number seven, cellular senescence. Number eight, stem cell exhaustion. And number nine, altered intercellular communication. <laughs> These are the hallmarks of aging, and they will get you sooner than later. Fuck. <laughs> Okay, let's let's recap every time. Actually, uh-huh. we talked about stem cell exhaustion, mm-hmm. so less and less stem cells, uh, deregulation of nutrient sensing in mm-hmm. second, genomic instability in mm-hmm. third, and telomere uh, attrition yeah. in fourth. Yeah. Okay, so we're at the fifth one: epigenetic alterations. Uh-huh. Um, so, <laughs> once again, very complicated topic. Uh, but let's let's uh, di- di- let's di- dig into it and not go too deep. Um, your skin cell and your eye cells, they have the same DNA. Yeah. How come do they do such different things? Right. It's because the different genes are, uh, some of them are packed. For example, in your skin cell, your eye cell gene is packed. Mm-hmm. And so this eye scale, the eye cell gene does not, does not make any uh, product. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Whereas in your eye cell, your skin cell is just packed. Mm-hmm. Your skin cell gene is packed. Yeah. Uh, that's something that we understand uh, very well. Okay, so wait. So let's say you have um, you have many genes. All of, you have all of the genes necessary to make anything inside of all of your cells. Yeah. But say the gene that is called the skin gene, the, the gene that will make your cells a skin cell. In the eye cell, that gene is placed inside of a drawer. We don't use that. We don't use it. Put it's that away. Packed. It's packed. And if you're in a skin cell, that gene would not be put away in the drawer. Instead, it's the eye gene that would be put in the drawer. Yes. And cells, they open different drawers depending on what they want to do. And the eye cells will go and open the eye drawer. But the skin cells, they will open the skin drawer. Yeah. Well, they don't do the opposite, right? And we call that this whole process of closing drawers and opening drawers to define what is what a cell ought to do mm-hmm. is called epigenetics. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so what, what about epigenetics? What, what's the problem with it with an aging? Yeah. So if you think about it, it's very it's it's a complex thing to have the, exactly the right drawers that are open and closed, mm-hmm. right? And as opposed to genetic information, which is a clear uh, a clear text, right? There, there's a string of letters or mm-hmm. molecules that are, can be represented by letters. Mm-hmm. You have a T there, you have an A there, you have mm-hmm. a G here. Mm-hmm. The packing of the genetic information is something that is more continuous, right? It's something, it's something that doesn't have a clear sequence. It's mm-hmm. just a packaging. And you can imagine that this packaging of different genes is way more sensitive to like the, the, anything that could happen to it than like molecules that are super stable, mm-hmm. right? They're just like interactions between molecules yeah. far away. And so these, this is thought to be one of the most predominant hallmark of aging. Mm-hmm. As you age, your cells, for example, your eye cell inside your eye or, in, or on your retina, for example, all of a sudden, when you're 30, at some point, a drawer like 
is knocked over and it opens a bit. Mm -hmm. And now it's a retina cell, mm -hmm. but with this random, like, I don't know, testicle gene uh -huh. expressed in it. Uh -huh. And it's like, okay, I'm still sure I'm a retina, but there's this drawer that opened up. Yeah. And then when you're 40, like this other drawer closes up, this retina. And at some point, these sort of drawers that are being shifted around slowly through the time never get back to their original places. Mm -hmm. And because of that, cells lose their identity mm -hmm. and start slowly uh, becoming useless. Mm -hmm. So let's, to, to be into the analogy still, let's say every cell... Uh, is this room with a bunch of drawers yeah. and you have workers that have to open the specific drawer, just go to the drawer that is open, take the instructions from inside of the drawer to do whatever the instruction tells him to do. Yeah. The instruction from the drawer is your gene, your DNA, yeah. right? It's much easier to accidentally close a drawer or accidentally open a drawer than to take the instruction, retype the instruction wrongly and put the destruction back like inside of a drawer so having these mistakes by opening or closing different jars uh like a worker that i don't know stumbled on something or whatever uh happens way more often than changing what is inside of the drawer exactly right? mm -hmm. exactly You're right you have a piece of paper that gives like specific instruction yeah but if the if the worker at some point they bump into the drawer with their uh, with their butts yeah. and it closes the drawer and they forget to ever come back to this drawer yeah um it could happen like it's very sensitive right right and then the cell is not exactly what it was before it's doing some other stuff that it was not doing before right okay. right exactly yeah. and this is thought to happen because of the mutagens we talked about before so the uv uh the oxid the oxidants and all that stuff the things that cause mutation mm -hmm. um they when the workers, they're working on the piece of paper, mm -hmm. if at some point a piece of paper catches fire, mm -hmm. you know, one worker is going to have to go on the table and rewrite what was written on the paper, right? right? right. And then they might forget what their job was yeah. once they're, they're done writing back. Yeah. So when we get mutations, uh, there are all sorts of alterations that happen. And mm -hmm. when we go back to the initial state of the cell is happy and not mm -hmm. damaged, mm -hmm. uh, in, in that process of going back to the, to the initial state, mm -hmm you can lose some of the epigenetic uh, state. Mm -hmm. I see, I see, I see. I think that's enough for that. For it's that a one, complex one. It is, it is a hard um, one to explain. What is the next one? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to say one last thing about epigenetic okay, alterations. Okay. It's the one that is most easily targetable by drugs right now. Really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, there are... When... There's a possibility of resetting the epigenetics of a cell. Okay. Completely. And to reset it and to say, you are now a stem cell. You are now a baby cell. You are now super healthy. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, and when, when you revert it like that, and you give the instructions of the cell to go back mm -hmm. to the, let's say you take a retina cells, you reset it completely, mm -hmm. and you bring it back to being a retina cells. It's completely reset it. It's young again. Okay, wait, well, we can do that on a Petri dish, right? I, I, I can see how you can put different chemicals into like cells on a Petri dish and make them go back into like stem cells and then just take them back into whatever new yeah. cell you want them to yeah. be, like on human beings or like on animals. You can, can you do that? No, okay. So the experiment that was exciting is when they did a, a nerve, an optical nerve regeneration in a mouse. The mouse was wow. blind. She had no optical nerves. And for people who don't know at home, neurons, they don't really like when there's like a, 
a bad injury neurons they just don't regrow yeah um and so what they did is they were able to like take from the patient these old like damaged optical optical cells and to revert the clock onto them and to put them back and they were young again and they they uh they grew as if they were young cells that were still ready to learn right right wow that's really cool that's really interesting so yeah for many for many um diseases that are tissue specific Mm -hmm. rejuvenating a heart for example by putting young heart tissue on it when you age Mm -hmm. this is the kind of therapy that would be accessible soon Mm -hmm. really cool really interesting next one okay so far stem cell exhaustion nutrient deprivation number two Mm -hmm. uh, genomic instability number three telomere attrition number four epigenetic alterations number five loss of proteostasis okay that's stability of protein that's easy yeah that's an easy one um when you have alzheimer's Mm -hmm. uh the most proeminent uh thing that you can see in the brain of alzheimer's patients is is these proteins they're aggregated Mm -hmm. and when's protein when proteins aggregate that means they clump together yeah they clump together they yeah yeah, they become a clump uh that's never good Mm -hmm. cells when they see that it's like junk in their environment they don't know what to do about it and sometimes these clunk are so big that they can't be cleared out yeah um yeah you can imagine how junk all over your body uh creates problems yeah another example of this is cataracts Mm -hmm. when the cells they, uh, when the cells in your eye, they shed some proteins and the proteins agglomerate or they they uh, they clump up. Mm-hmm. You see these clumps behind your eyes when you're when you're older, mm-hmm. and this this is something that happens naturally with time. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, to give an idea, when you're cooking an egg, and the egg is really fluid before, but then you heat it up, it becomes that that solid thing that's just the proteins that started clumping together yeah and the egg is not functional anymore right uh, it goes from being translucent yeah. to being like super white and yeah. those are this is what happens in your eye when you have cataract something yeah. that was clear before yeah like a protein a protein is so small light doesn't pass passes right through it yeah but if you have enough proteins that clump up together it becomes white right right and this just happens in every cell over time and leads to aging yeah, leads to aging. Okay. In many, many ways. Yeah. Okay. Okay. One, two, three, four, five, six. We're almost done. Stem cell exhaustion, genomic instability, nutrient sensing, telomere attrition, epigenetic alterations, loss of proteostasis. So three more are left. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can go through uh, altered cellular communication. Okay. Okay. Um, what can I? What can I say about this? Again, I, I'm going to give an example from the brain. Uh-huh. All your life, your neurons, everything they're doing is they are workaholics. Mm-hmm. These neurons, their only job is I've got to pass information to the next neuron, do my thing, receive information from previous neurons, like <laughs> figure out what it means and then pass my information to the next neurons. Uh-huh. And they, they're workaholics, right? Workaholics mm-hmm. uh, who have a lot of money, they need people to... Uh, clean their house right they don't have time to clean their house in the weekend they're yeah. working yeah they yeah. need people to take care of their kids they need people to walk their dog they uh-huh. need staff right uh-huh. um and there are all of these cells specialized cells in the brain whose only only job is to support the neurons mm-hmm. they clean after their shit like literally the neurons they they secrete molecules the other cells they like they take up these molecules away so that the next uh, neural influx can be done. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they will digest food for the neurons and give it the, 
give them the digested food to them so that they have energy they don't have to worry too much about mm -hmm. about digesting their own food mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. all of that stuff you know yeah. and so they're in constant communication because the neurons uh like the workaholic they have to call their cleaning person right so so that they come at home they're like yeah. uh my my house is trashed right now <laughs> please i'm gonna give you a hundred dollars yeah, right yeah, yeah. Uh, the neurons are the same they're like ah oh, you know right now i need some energy uh, i'm gonna call this cell here to support me but as you age the communication between these cells it becomes altered slowly but surely mm -hmm. and at some point these cells are not able to communicate properly mm -hmm. and they're not able to cater to the to the needs of the neurons mm -hmm. and the neurons they start to die i see i see that's in the brain but it often it can happen in other parts of the body as well yeah like in your liver in your liver there are so many cell types right yeah, and yeah, if yeah. the cells are not able to communicate properly anymore yeah uh another example is you get an infection mm -hmm. and then the the first immune cells that arrive there they fucking scream they're like come here there's an invader uh -huh. <laughs> and sometimes like as you age at some point the, the cells that are supposed to hear like they get hearing problems right uh -huh. there because of everything i said before because of genetic instability because of all the other hallmarks uh -huh. the other cells they get a bad, bad hearing and yeah. because of that they don't show up yeah and the infections ends up kill, killing you yeah really cool so you can see how they're all related right they, they are very related as, as you talk about it I, I keep thinking why why is this happening why can't they communicate well probably there's something in the dna that is not working anymore very properly the proteins they are not very stable anymore maybe not sensing the nutrients as well as it should everything is kind of like intermingled i think exactly because yeah. for example another example of how it's an interrelated is when a cell has bad genes yeah uh immune cells can come and eat it up yeah yeah. But if the cell cannot communicate anymore that its genes are, are being broken, yeah. well, the cell doesn't come and eat up and the cell stays there. Cancer. <laughs> yeah, that's cancer. Yeah. Yeah. That's cancer for you. Okay. So after the seventh here, I have um, mitochondrial dysfunction. Okay. This is the one I'm least uh, familiar with. Familiar with, yeah. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell, is this very complex subcellular compartment, this very complex. Uh, small bug that yeah. lives in all of your cells yeah each of your cells have like more about like more than 50 mitochondria maybe mm -hmm. i don't like, know the numbers uh, like many many mitochondria uh -huh. and each of your cells if you imagine this big ball there are smaller balls in it and each of these smaller balls they make the energy for the cell yeah, yeah. um they take they take the sugar in and they put out some some energy <laughs> some energy in some sort of form so it's uh it's the old saying the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell is that little pocket inside of your cell that gives it energy and over time it stops functioning as as nicely as well and because of that the cell runs out of energy and can do all of the processes that it needs energy to to do right yeah and i'm gonna add another detail but mm -hmm. don't worry too much about it guys but when a cell commits suicide uh the way that they commit suicide is by popping open their mitochondria uh, they, they make the mitochondria explodes and it it makes a series of events that the cell is just like fuck it i'm, I'm gone interesting <laughs> uh, and so if the mitochondria doesn't work well a cell might not commit suicide when it needs to for ah. example when it's about to become a cancer yeah uh, you poke the mitochondria and then it does nothing and then a cell just keeps on dividing interesting interesting okay finally the last one Okay, the last one, cellular senescence. Mm -hmm. uh, cellular senescence is the most complex process of all of the ones I talked before. Um, it's a, a cellular... Fuck, how do I say this? 
when you study something, it's harder to describe it, right? Right. right. Um, the textbook definition is a cell state of permanent cell cycle arrest. So that would just be, you know, how cells, they can divide. Cells at one point in their cell life, they will stop dividing. When they yeah. stop dividing, that's what we call cell senescence. No. No? That's terminal differentiation. Oh, wow, okay. So when a cell does what it wants to do properly, when it divides its last time, yeah. you know, for example, your retina cells, Yeah. it divides and then at some point it stops and it's a retina cells yeah. and it, it will be a retina cells until it dies. Yeah. But it's a good, good functioning cell. Yeah. That's not cellular senescence. A cellular senescence is when a stem cell or a skin cell, you know, your skin cells, they keep dividing with time, right? right? It's the biggest organ. It gets to keep get renewed all the time right right but at some point something happens and this cell this cell stops dividing even though maybe it should continue right what did i just say hmm? what did i just say then what's the difference i don't get it <laughs> isn't it when a cell stops dividing like the cell it, it divides divide divides at one point it stops dividing it can't divide anymore but it doesn't some divide. cells stop dividing Ah, they stop dividing because because just they normally, were right? Uh, neurons they're not supposed to be dividing and dividing. They just stop. That doesn't yeah. mean that they're senescent. Yeah. Okay. For example, uh, okay, if I have an analogy, if a terminally differentiated cell yeah. is a, a student, mm-hmm. um, like the terminal differentiation is graduation and going to, uh, going on the workforce. Yeah. A senescence is dropping out of school. I get it. I get it. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, well, but th- that makes it much more complicated. How would you say that a neuron is senescent, for example? A neuron doesn't senesce. Neurons don't senesce. Okay. Only cells that keep dividing senesce. Okay, okay, okay. So senescence really has to do only with the cells that divide. Yeah. Okay, okay, I see, I see. And uh, all of that to say <laughs> that with age, you have more and more senescent cells. Okay. And the reason for that is the, the purpose of senescence is to stop a cell from divided or the, from dividing mm-hmm. when it is damaged. Mm-hmm. So right. when you sense enough damage, sometimes you will commit suicide, mm-hmm. but sometimes you will just stop dividing. Stop dividing. Yeah. And after stopping the division, the cell will start screaming, "Come eat me!" Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. will scream, "Immune system, something is wrong with me." I stopped dividing. I I pushed on the brake. Yeah. And. If I keep on going, something bad might happen. Uh-huh. You might get cancer. You might get... So, please, come eat me. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is dangerous here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and when you're young, this works so good. Mm-hmm. This is what prevents you right now from having cancer. Mm-hmm. Every time a cancer starts dividing, the cell pushes on the brake. Mm-hmm. They engage cellular senescence and they're like, come get me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But as you age, slowly... Senescent cells, they start accumulating. Mm-hmm. Partially because your immune system is not as strong. Right, right. Your system, the, the immune system starts being less strong. Uh, senescent cells accumulate more and more. Mm-hmm. And these signals that were very good when you were young, the screams of immune cells, come get me, mm-hmm. they cause inflammation. Mm-hmm. And the inflammation is what causes arthritis. It is linked to... Uh, problems in the brain mm-hmm. uh trouble with memory neurons dying uh it is m- uh, almost like all diseases like uh that are linked to old age old age i've been related to like senescent cells yeah. in some capacity yeah yeah so that one is a big problem as well 
the same yeah. things. Yeah. And also very targetable. Mm. There are there are some uh, so so uh, senescent cells are on the brink of committing suicide, but mm-hmm. instead of committing suicide, they push the brake and they scream. Yeah. Which like is a uh, is results in the same thing, mm-hmm. right? It results in the cell dying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but there, we know that there are molecules that can just push the senescent cells towards suicide. Mm-hmm. They push them the, the extra little the extra little step that they need to commit suicide. Mm-hmm. And so we have drugs right now that can clear senescent cells with 100, but not 100, but with very good specificity mm-hmm. with leaving every other cell alone, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So there is some stuff that is being done. Yeah, like, true, true. And in mice, for example, if you have mice model of Alzheimer's, if you clear the senescent cells, the mice after uh, after uh, a few months, they first they don't die yeah. of the <laughs> Alzheimer's. Yeah. Second, they do better in cognitive tests. Wow. Third, you know, there's proteins aggregates. Yeah. When the mice uh, they develop Alzheimer's. Right. Right. Less protein aggregates. So it, it goes to show that like the old the cells when they become old it causes all of this ripple effect on all of these other hallmarks. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is really I mean I I want to say that it's a cool it's a cool subject it's really cool but at the same time fuck it, 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 I I would be a bit depressed if I was to study that because it just reminds me over and over of all of the bad stuff that goes inside of me like over time. Yeah. For real, before studying aging uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> senescence in general, yeah. I always was hypochondriac, uh-huh. right? Because every time something was going wrong with my body, yeah. you're like, this shouldn't happen. Am I like uh, having cancer? Do I have a, a very troublesome disease? Yeah, yeah. But now that I understand very profoundly that we're in current state, we're in state of decay all mm-hmm. the time and mm-hmm. that so many things can go wrong with yeah. your body. yeah. I'm more at peace when things go go wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I imagine, yeah, that's true. Because you understand what is happening, yeah. You're like, I'm a sort of patchwork of a bunch of things that are meant to work for 80 years. Right. Not much more time. Right. And on the way, things are going to fail. Yeah. And uh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Most of them are not going to kill you. Right. <laughs> okay, so these were the nine hallmarks of aging. Do you want me to name them? Let's name them time? again one last time. All okay, number one, genomic instability. Number two, telomere attrition. Uh-huh. Number three, epigenetic alterations. Number four, <laughs> loss of proteostasis. Uh-huh. Number five, deregulated nutrient sensing. Number six, mitochondrial dysfunction. Number seven, cellular senescence. Number eight, stem cell exhaustion. And number nine, altered intercellular communication. (laughs) These are the hallmarks of aging, and they will get you sooner than later. Fuck. (laughs) All right. No, I I thought it was really, really interesting. So much stuff that I didn't know. I'm pretty sure, like, the, the people that are listening, they also didn't know that. Um, I hope everyone enjoyed this one. We went a bit overboard. Okay. <laughs> did we? No, I don't think we did. I think we it was tried, really interesting. I was really into it during the whole thing. Um, so yeah, if you like this episode, make sure to uh, leave us a five stars rating on Apple podcast and share it with your friends, family, everyone that is around you. So everyone can have a little bit of science. 
And uh, make sure to listen to our French podcast as well, if you speak French, At Toute Echelle. You can find that on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, everywhere, probably where you're listening to this podcast as well. If you want to leave a comment, uh, talk to us, any anything, uh, you can find us on Instagram at oom.pod. And that's it. We post episodes every two weeks. We hope to see you again. Thank you so much, guys. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to Orders of Magnitude. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a 5 stars rating on Apple Podcast and share the episode with your friends and family. If you would like to give us feedback, you can reach us at ordersofmagnitudepod at gmail.com. We would love to hear your opinions and ideas on the subject that we discussed today. Orders of Magnitude is an original project led by Philippe Carle and Matthias Schultz. Stay tuned for the next episode coming out in two weeks.